My dad would have told me that, is what our son Marcus said, when his friend came to him one morning and said, I saw an article in the paper about your dad being beat up by the police. Marcus was in the second grade. Now, as parents, you know, we, we often bantered back and forth about when would be the, the most appropriate time to talk to him about the journey? Like, when would be the, the best time to, you know, to be able to share with him some of the things that we had experienced without scaring him? You know, in class, they were talking about Elmer, the safety elephant. They are talking about, you know, running to a police officer if you're ever in need. So we, we wanted to be mindful of that and be respectful of that. But we were thinking, when is the right time? The reality is, it's always the right time. When we're talking about uh, being real and open and honest and authentic, and that was a lesson for us as parents. As we think about um, what's possible, right? We, we talked about not wanting Marcus to be afraid of the police, not wanting to be distrustful of authority figures, not wanting him to feel as though he was less than or, or that he would, was being targeted for anything. Right? But the reality is there's some things that he will have to deal with as a young black male that uh, other males that aren't of color won't have to deal with. Right? So as we prepare our young people and our young men, there are three of them in our household at this time, as we prepare them to be game changers and to move the needle on those possibilities, we also have to prepare them for what's real right now. Today we have an amazing special guest that is no stranger when it comes to empowering young people. He's no stranger when it comes to excellence. He's no stranger when it comes to redefining possibilities. I'm going to say that he's a, a stellar college football star, but I don't even think that does it justice. Um, his, uh, his, his undefeated career spans uh, uh, 35 wins, zero losses. It is a, a record that st has stood over, for, for over 45 years. He's here today. He's someone that not only contributed to his team's success, but that leadership, that contribution, that seeing the, the gifts in others has led him to continue to do that in other spaces. Mm -hmm. He's done that in business. He does it in community. He gives opportunities for young people to embrace the notion and the thought of an undefeated spirit. He's the feature of this book, The Stone Thrower, of which there's also a documentary by the same name. And he's joining us here today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the legend himself, Mr. Chuck Ely. Hey, Bo, how are you doing? Uh, you make me humble. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so honored to have you here. Honored to be able to have the conversation with you. Um, you know, you've journeyed. You've led. Uh, you've been a mentor to so many um, you've raised one son, mm -hmm. you've got six grandsons, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and you've, you've been a beacon of light for so many as it re relates to possibilities, right? You've also seen a lot. Right. Um, there's a lot happening in our world right now. Absolutely. And, and you and I have had conversations about, you know, coming up through the civil rights era and, and you know, uh, John F. K.'s murder, assassination, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination, uh, Viet the war in Vietnam. Like, there are so many things happening. Right. When you think about the things that are happening in the world right now, right, and just the overall, the vibe, how does it compare? What's different? What's similar? Well, you know, I, I think one of the things that was, is very different, if I look at the time wave that we're talking about, is 
it, that time it was more of the black people doing it. Now there is a little more flavor as far as some other people least trying to understand and opening up the doors. And that, that's a very positive step to, to the issue. The issue has always been and still is the avenue of, of color and authority and in and, and the macro side and the big side of the picture of how society looks at that versus individuals that we sometimes run into. So uh, those are the different things. And, 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 and for me, there's a bigger difference because I'm in Canada. Right. And I don't mean that because Canada's free, right. because it's not. Uh, but, but the intensity of what I got in the United States right. was a lot different than I get, got here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And, and to that point, I want to, um, for those of you who aren't aware and you haven't gotten the book yet, you can get the book. But, you, if, you know, um, given that Chuck was undefeated as a quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, 35 and 0, he was proven that he wins. He's a winner. Now, everybody wants to win. Like, you know, yeah. players, you know, coaches get paid. You get paid to win. Yeah, you get paid to have, like, great players and do stuff in the community. But the bottom line is they get paid to win. Right. Uh, and despite having such a, uh, an incredible career, he wasn't drafted in the National Football League. And some of the things that were said by some of the, the leaders in, in, of, of the teams at those times in terms of the scouts and, and, and such were... Right were things uh, probably, you know, closely related to, you know, I, I wish if only we could paint him white. Um, you know, we'll draft you, but you have to pay, play another position, yeah. maybe running back or defensive back, because, you know, the quarterback is, is a leadership position. And the year was 1972. And what some said at that time was the world is not ready for a black man to be quarterback. So Chuck came to Canada and, uh, you know, played quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats and as a rookie quarterback led them to the Grey Cup uh, where they won the championship and he was most valuable player and, and, you know, went on from there. He played seven years in the Canadian Football League and while he was doing that was building into community, building into young people, making a difference, being consistent with the things that allowed him to have excellence on the gridiron and, and we talk about transferable skills, he's brought that to community. So again, it's an honor um, to be able to, to share with you and to glean some of your insights from, from you know, what, what's possible. When you think about uh, you know, helping young men, young black men navigate mm-hmm. these times, what are some key messages that, that you have for your, your grandsons at, at this time as they're coming up? Well, I, you know, I, and I think that the avenue is, first of all, build a strong sense of who they are. I think one of the things that, that helped me, even in the midst of racism, the things that are going uh, with a single mom, yeah. you know, she built value into me, what was more valuable for me to have and, and so I could believe in myself and no matter what. So um, that becomes the first thing because you know that the, the difference that the society sees your person of color, at least in the states where I grew up, there was going to be a battle. And, and so how would I can control? Now, this one sounds strange, but mine was to get my education. Focus on that. Don't let anything get in the way of that. You're going to have hardships and difficulties that go on uh, every, every day, possibly, in different ways. Yeah. And so, first of all, build a, a, um, a fundamental aspect within yourself so you have that self-confidence regardless of what. Okay, the, the troubles we can talk about at different times and, and, and meet those as we begin to go through that process. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. So, you know, um, 
having someone that's willing and, and able to really pour into an understanding of who you are despite what's happening around you, while still dealing with the things that are happening around you, yeah. but understanding the core and essence of who you are. Yep. Awesome. Love that. So th these, are, these are big lessons, right? These are lessons for us to, uh, to, to take away. Um, there, there, have, there are and there likely always have been systemic challenges as it relates to a number of systems, educational system, the judicial system, economics. Um, how, how do you, you know, as, as you build into young people and help them understand the, who they are, mm -hmm. how do you help them navigate some of those challenges, recognizing that they still exist? Well, you, you know, you, you fundamentally um, try to encourage them and create value in those, those young men, and especially in this particular case, as well as young ladies at times, but talking about young men in this case, it, it, that they are worthwhile, they are valuable, in, in the context of how you treat them, yeah. how you work with them in sport, or how you work with them in education and how important it is to get focused, how you discipline the actions that they take that may be offsides as a guide, uh, more so than it is um, just letting it go on for the, for the sake of going on. Uh, and I remember that, and I can personally say it's from my mother as a single mom raising me, she knew when to discipline me and how to do that, but she also made sure that she covered that relationship after the fact. And, and, and so it gave you a self confidence. I mean, I'm a single, uh, you know, I mean, I'm a young man myself, and my mother, being who she was, is no had eighth grade education. Right. But the love and the, and the concern, consideration to me and how she treated me created value. And she focused on me. She said, son, I didn't get my education. You have to do that. And didn't say how. And sport became the vehicle, but obviously. Um, when we reflect on on the journey, right, and uh, reflect on some of the people who were um, instrumental mm -hmm. in you learning certain things, right? There's things that you learn in, 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 the, in, in textbooks and there's right. things that you learn in life that, that right. people pour into you and you've had some great coaches that have poured into you. You've also had some mentors in the community that have poured into you. What are some of the lessons that some of those folks have, have taught you that you now pass on to young people? I think, you know, I was when you were just saying that, I was thinking about Larry Heisel, who was a you know, professional baseball player and, and, and all that. And Larry was three years older than me, um, two, a foot taller than me, would take me to the park and say, wear me out in basketball. He's an all-American <laughs> basketball player. But he would teach me. He would challenge me. He would say, I'm going to give you 20 points. We play the 24. If oh, you wow. get the two baskets, then you can win. <laughs> but he wouldn't let me shoot, and they let me say. And once in a while, I ended up getting it beforehand. But most part, he had to work because he knew he had to work. But the lesson he was teaching me is that you've got to do more than just what is expected. You've got to go to another level. And I think inherently, I didn't know that's what was happening, but that's what happened. He was one of the keys to a lot of the things that pressed me to be the best I could possibly be in what I was doing. And it wasn't just about sport. It was just about life. Right, right. And, and, and I find that in, you know, in conversations with you, it's often not just about sport. It's about no. the, lesson, the life lessons from sport. Yeah. Right? How did the, the, the name, the stone thrower, come about? What's, <laughs> what, what's, what's behind that? Well, the stone thrower, it was, uh, it, it, and I was just talking to a friend yesterday. I'm getting connection back in my further hometown, not Toledo, but in southern Ohio with people. And we ran, and I lived on 13th Street, they call it, and every time the train would come through, our part of town, mostly, usually in the black community, the train will run through. So it comes through and sort of divides the city, it divides us. Um, so when a train comes, it stops, you stop there waiting until it gets through and go by. But I used to go to the, the railroad track and, and then we used to throw time 
uh, time my passing, that he was passing to someone at age 12, 13, because there's nobody around, and there was these cars that were black coal cars that came by that had N and W on it, and I used to throw a target at the N and the W, so the train would start slow and then pick up speed. So I would learn how to time to hit the right spot as a quarterback. So that's what, it was just a natural thing a kid did, but I wasn't thinking that it was going to take me where it took me, but that's what I wanted to be better at trying to throw the, the pass, and that's what I used as an example. And that's where that came from. Look at that, look at that. So using whatever, whatever you have, right? Yeah. And understanding that, you know, you mentioned there weren't folks around, so you use what you had, right? Yeah, you use what was what there, yeah. right? And, and who, who knew that, that those trips, you know, to, to, the, to the rail yard or, or by, and picking those rocks up and timing, timing those throws would lead to not just a 35-0 record, but an undefeated spirit from yeah. which you teach young people and pour right. into young people today. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So you've been, you've been mentored... Um, you've been encouraged and you've been given opportunities by, by people who are of color and people who are white. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you think about the, the need today in terms of helping young black males in particular define and in some cases redefine what they believe to be possible, mm-hmm. um, what would you say to, uh, to, to someone who's not a person of color who's trying to figure out how they could contribute, right? And figure out how, and, and maybe wondering whether or not they can connect because they're not a person of color. What would you say to them? Well, I, I think the whole, the whole thing about color and black and white, if everybody closed their eyes, nobody would be any color. And, and the problem is people see that color. I, I've always grown through, and I was having this conversation with one of the guys from the foundation yesterday in, who is white and, you know, has a little tendency to sort of go on the other side of things. I said, you know what, just be yourself. If that's who you are, then maybe let's have to deal and have that conversation about it. Um, But for for what I try to get people to understand is that I've always learned that not not to let somebody else's problem be my problem. I don't have the problem. You have the problem, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So if you've got to spend your time doing something to reflect your feelings on me because of the color of my skin, I'm not the problem. Right. You're the problem. So how do you get to instill that information is that you don't try to, uh, you know, when you, we talked about the football and going to the NFL and all that stuff, I got my education and that's all I needed. Right. And so it gave me a sense of power, yeah. that not a sense of need. And so I think that's the biggest thing I can fundamentally think about when I look at how you begin to have these challenges there. Now, yeah, racism and people have been stopped by a cop. Canada have been stopping by a cop in, in the U.S. And so how you handle those situations, and I could spend half an hour telling you what happened, but, but, but what that happens is, you know, you just deal with what you have to deal with and who you are, and you know you're on the right track. So mm-hmm. that's, that's all I can say. You know, when you begin to deal with those things, you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't always work out that way, as we know, but, yeah. but at the same time, you do the best you can with what you got at the moment. Yeah. Love that, man. So doing the best you can with what you have and, and understanding who you are at the core, right? right? And, and right. you know, also surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you and challenge you like, like Larry did and, yeah. and, and other folks that will encourage you and, and maybe pave the way. Incredibly important as we talk about shifting possibilities. Yeah. Our, uh, our eldest son, Dante, 17 years old, 
um, got his driver's license. He was so excited. He came. He's like, Dad, guess what? You don't no, have to drive geez. me to lacrosse practice anymore. <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, Dad, guess what? I could go see my girlfriend. You don't have to drop me there yeah. or I don't have to take the bus. And then he said, Dad, could you please um, make sure that the, the ownership and registration is readily accessible so that if I get pulled over, I could quickly take it out, put it on the dash, and keep my hands where they could see them so that I make it home at night? Mm-hmm. So as we think about moving the needle... Um, we talk about the current realities and mm-hmm. the need to understand how to handle those situations, right? right? And not to doing all you can to prevent those situations, but knowing what to do in those situations right. as well. So, so when we think about, um, you know, how we pour out into young people, especially into young black males, there's a, there's a Bruce Lee quote that I love that he says, instead of buying your children things that you never had when you were a child, teach them things that you were never taught. So when we think about, um, you know, our boys, and uh, for those of you who don't know, I have the, the gift and honor of calling Chuck, Mr. Chuck Ely, my father-in-law. Um, I married his, his eldest daughter, Skye. Um, and, and when we think about pouring into our young people, there are certain truths. You talk about the, the, your, your mom instilling some truth into you in terms of who you are. So I, I, you know, I'm going to take a moment and speak to that, right? Because when we talk to young people, the truth is they're capable of doing many things. The truth is uh, they have so much to offer the planet, though the world may not see that. The truth is they are a gift, and they've got gifts to give, though the world may not see that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the truth is that their journey won't be easy, but it's worth it, though the world may not see that. And, and regardless of what the world sees, I think from a vision, from a perspective uh, and understanding, the most important thing mm-hmm. is what they see when they look in the mirror. Right. Mr. Chuck Ely's mom instilled in him an understanding of who he is no matter what happens. And you deal with what happens. So understand, you know, as you're out there, it's a journey. Right? And when we talk about making a difference, we talk about having you know, difficult conversations. It's complicated, but it's necessary because it's the only way for us, as we, as we think about learning from the wisdom and the insights of those who have journeyed through some things, we'd be doing ourselves, our present selves and our future selves a disservice by not honoring what we've journeyed through. So with that, I just, you know, I want to say thank you. I don't know if you have any closing words for folks. Well, yeah, just a quick thing is that, you know, I think it's very important for them to understand the discipline of, of their control, too, our control when we deal there. Uh, I think that the things that I learned over the years in the sense that those situations come, know who you are, yeah. know that you're there. And even that doesn't always protect you, but yet still, it gives you a, a, a point of reference that, that you don't have to debate. Right. You just do your thing. Then the, and then you learn from it. So I want to encourage all those young uh, fathers and sons, and you know, it is an avenue of, of making sure you know who you are as an individual and know that you're going to, to make it through with the direction you want to go. Awesome, awesome. I, I love I love those words. I love the fact that not only do you speak those words, but you're actually you've been a mirror for a lot of people, myself included, and for a lot of folks that you mentor and the folks that you give scholarships to so that you, you help them see a greater 
greater possibilities and a, and a better future. So for that, you know, we want to thank you. I know we can't hug yeah. and dap up right now, um, given this, this situation, but, uh, I, you know, just for anyone out there, understand that it's about knowing who you are. And sometimes, like Mr. Ely is for so many, you can and we can be that mirror for young people and help them see that brilliance and wisdom and greatness in them until they can see it for themselves, right? We're called to do that. It's not easy. We recognize, right? It's, it's complicated and it's necessary. See you next time.